This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Royal Blue Podcast. I'm Phil Kirkbride, and today joined by Chris Beasley and Gav Buckland as we chew the fat over all the major talking points at Goodison Park and a streamlined squad today, fittingly for a podcast about <laughs> the potential outgoings at Goodison this season as Marcel Brands. Marco Silva and the Everton board look to trim a bloated squad process that began last summer will continue this and maybe, just maybe, come to a conclusion. But we will see and we will discuss all those matters today. Um, but I'm going to start off, chaps, with a bit of a difficult question. Um, Gav, what's more important this summer or what is the bigger priority this summer? Um, getting rid of the dead wood and, and reducing the bloated squad and reducing a inflated wage bill or signing the right players? <laughs> oh, hey, Phil. I've not done this for a couple of weeks. Welcome mm. back. Yeah. Uh, on, on the basis that I think we... Uh, I'm going to rephrase that answer. I would say getting rid of players and reducing the wage bill would be probably my uh, my priority as I think that we've got a squad that he can work with but only on the assumption that we retain Zuma and uh, Gomez uh, our wage bill is what 140 odd million there's only a couple of million less than spares isn't it I think um, and we've got far too many players and that we, 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 we can't we can't do both, can we? We can only get players in if we get rid of players to A, generate the fees to buy other players and B, get, you know, reduce the, the wage bill, which is far too high compared to our turnover. So I would say the priority is to get rid of players. Bees, if it was to be one or the other, yeah. if one was to be, if one job was to be complete and the other one incomplete, you know, hypothetically, which is more yeah. more pressing. Concur with what Gav said. Uh, it's, you know, we all want to hear about new signings, exciting new players. That's what make fans tick over the summer months. But from a realism point of view, it's just far too bloated. There's almost like an entire squad out on loan. You mean you could have a, a match day squad between all those players who are deemed surplus to requirements? Yes, some have come to the end of the, the contract, but the vast majority of them still got a few years left on there. And yeah, I think the problem will be for some of them shifting them given the wages that some of them are on. Well, I was going to say next question, um, Gav, how hard do you think the task will be this summer, the second summer of trying to get rid of these players? How difficult do you think? It's, has the task become more difficult or, or, or is it of a similar level or easier? Maybe? More difficult than last year, mm-hmm. I mean. I would say it's more difficult because there's probably a few players there that they probably got tried to get it off last year if they couldn't. Uh, I, I suspect... Yeah, the the problem that you've got is some of the players that you've got left, as I said early on in the in the season, are the highest earners of the club. Some of them are in their final sort of most lucrative contract of their careers. We've got at least two, maybe three players in that category. Um plus we've got players like Sanjo who are on big books because they were, you know, relatively small transfer fee. So if we looked at that particular group, then that would be far more difficult to move on, should we choose to, to do so. And I, so I think collectively it will be harder to do, you know, to, to trim this year than last season. I'd say significantly harder. But you think it is, you know, a more taxing job, as Gav says, for yeah. Marcel in particular, 
in 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 trimming the squad this summer than it was. It's, it's you know to say it's the same players we're trying to get rid of. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same problem. But is it actually a bigger problem now? Yeah, that's the problem because they are the players who you would have ideally got rid of last summer and. They're still there. Um, I don't think Fiorentina want to take Kevin Morales on. I mean, he was a fine player in his day, very exciting player, one of Everton's first 11, but those days are long gone. And um, he, rather bizarrely, in my opinion, was handed in um, a new long-term contract a couple of years back um, when he'd seen for the last few years he was on his way out of the club. Um, like we said, Sandro again came for a relatively modest fee, but that meant he was on big wages. And he's one of those where... Okay, if it didn't happen for him in England, you'd expect him to go back to Spain where he'd done the business, but he's bombed back in Spain as well, so I don't know what you'd do with somebody like him. Yannick Balassi's um, done well in parts of Andlet, but are they going to be able to afford his wages? I mean, there's so many players like this who, who have still got a few years left on their deal, so if they couldn't get um, rid of them last summer, yet yeah, it may well be even harder this summer because people think, well, Everton are desperate here. They, they, they you know... Are they going to um, just um, write these players off almost? That's that's, that's right, though, Gaff. In terms of you know the majority of the loan players who've been who are surplus to requirements and have been shipped out um, on, on short term deals, not many of them have impressed, and so not many of them have actually helped the club or themselves in that respect in convincing the loan club to turn those deals no. into something permanent. Well, it goes back to what I was saying before. The likes of Morales and Balassi are 20, 29. Well, Kevin, is he older? He's 32, yes. isn't he, Kevin? You know, these are players at the end of their, you know, their last last major deal. So therefore, you know, the, the motivation for actually performing well actually is it there compared to if they were 22, 23 and wanted a, you know, a long-term future in the game. Um, and, and and that is, that is a particular sticking point for me. And it all relates perhaps down to our transfer strategy or lack, lack of one thereof in 2017, 2018. So like, name names, Schneiderlin, what, 29? Is he? Like that? Yeah, yeah. 100? Maybe six figure? Maybe. Uh, I don't think it is quite six okay. figure. I think that was a slightly okay. misrepresented. Theo, but, yeah. Theo. Yeah. Similar. You've got um, Sanzo. You know, maybe six figures. Believed to be six yeah, figures. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you're talking, Yannick, sorry, Yannick will be whatever it 70, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking, you know, four players there who, who are taking one and a half million, maybe up to one and a half million quid a month off the club. 18 million pound a year for four players. Of them, of them four, the only one that you can see, you would like to see maybe in the round, but for me personally, would be Schneiderlin, you know. And that, that's the that's the problem, isn't it? And is, um, is that how it works? In, not how it works, but in terms of a theory about chopping the squad and chopping the wage bill, of the is the priority. Therefore, you've got a list of Marcel and Marco. We have a list of fifteen players, senior players that don't want. In terms of priority in selling, is it the guys who earn the most money? Is it that straightforward? Rather than what we could recoup for. Hypothetically, I don't know. Hypothetically, we get a work permit for yeah. Nkuru, but we don't want him. This is just hypothetically. Yeah. But his wage is relatively immodest. But we could get command, a big fee, yeah. 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 Or is it actually no? The guys that we need to get rid of are the ones who every week are taking home a lot of money. There the, the, is a theory there to say needs to get it to both, mm. or a, a balance of balance of the two, um, and. Um, because we need basically to do two things, reduce the wage bill and bring players in. And we can only do that by doing both. Um, 
But if you're going to get rid of people on the wage bill, you'd be looking at the age of players, wouldn't you? And what what the money they're on, and then and their their source of usefulness to the first team pool, um, and then saying, well, actually, it, it would be best for us if if they go. The only problem then you've got to find a buyer uh, to buy to pay somebody six figure fee or close to that who's 28, 29. and that's going to be the that's going to be the difficult bit. I mean, you can be creative, perhaps, but. That's what I'm saying. I think it's going to be far more difficult, and and um, this summer than last year. Also, I think the expectations are more this year as well. Having the good work that was done last year, I think people think probably think, you know, yeah. we've done it last year. We can do it again this year, you know, and get similar results. Um, it's going to be far difficult for 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 me this for this year for for us. Um, not impossible, but it's going to take a lot of hard work. But you reeled off the names of a number of players. Mm. Um, of, of, of all the players who, who you know, whose future looks like it's elsewhere and, and don't look like they feature in the plans uh, of Marco Silva and Marcel Brands, which which one player do you think is going to be the most difficult to shift? <laughs> There's a couple of ones I, 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 I just mentioned for different reasons. Um, Morales, because of his age, because... He's on a lucrative contract, but his best years are behind him. And it's for all those who I know a lot of the listeners will probably have watched that um, Sunderland um, documentary where poor Jack Rottenwell was vilified because he, he wouldn't walk away from his big salary. But obviously Everton's situation is nowhere near like that. But why should Kevin Morales just walk away from his big salary if there's no one else to to um, to pick it up? And, and I doubt that there would be. And then at the other and then the spectrum, um, Sandro Ramirez, because he he's just done so badly. Everton took what they would have seen as being a calculated gamble. It was seen as a, a real knockdown fee when they, they got him after a successful goal-scoring season in Spain. And, you know, maybe he was going to make it in England. Maybe he wasn't, and, and ultimately he didn't. But then to go back to Spain and be play so poorly and struggle so much there... I think that 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 could be difficult. So so those those two, I would I would say, um, I said the possible possibly um, Morales if you're going to single out for one because he's older and whereas Sandro still has the potential to to have a, a future in the game and possibly improve. Do you have any any different take on 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 the singular singular player who will be most difficult to uh, uh, shift? Um, assuming that they want to shift them, by the way. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah, assuming that, premise, that we yeah. should be at. Yeah, um, would appear to be the uh, the problem. But again, he's he's younger, and it's a slightly different uh, scenario with him. If he wants a long term future in the game and a, a lucrative future in the game, you may may think that actually it might be worthwhile taking a step back to take a couple of steps forward. You know, so. That might be slightly easy. Depends on what his own aspirations are. Are you, um, are you getting at? And I've, funnily enough, that's what my columns on that you can read tomorrow morning. I, 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 I'll say that, don't I? On this, yeah, yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I think we may have spoken about this yeah, on the yeah. pod before, but um, I've, I've debated about Sandro, and I believe yeah, yeah. he's the hardest one to shift. But not just because of his his, his wage current wage um, situation, but because his form has has hit rock bottom. Yeah, and. He's not an attractive proposition, or he's a, a less attractive proposition to clubs. So yes, we can go around in this game of loaning him out, getting some of his wages off the bill for a season, out of sight, out of mind, a little bit. But then the problem comes back. Is there not a school of thought? And I admit it's probably far fetched, and I do, I do uh, acknowledge this in the in the column. 
do we not bring him into the squad for 12 months? Try and rehabilitate him to a degree, build his confidence, get a semblance of a player back so that come next summer, we might actually be able to sell him and recoup. Because it stands, who's paying 5.2 million for Sandrum and, and his wages as a package? Yeah, you, you probably wouldn't even want the 5.2 million, would well, you really? I mean, it could, to be fair. Then, like, then uh, the onus then comes down to Sandrum yeah, taking... You a know, pay cut, yes, effectively. And, 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 you know... Is that I don't know. I'm not, I don't. I'm not asked a lot. You know. So I'm it, saying. You know. It's as, as as wild as an idea as it might be. Do you just bring him in and train him and coach him and try and make him a better player? Yeah, I I, I wouldn't do that out. I'm slightly. You know. I'm just wondering why that didn't happen last year. Um, I mean, look, Marco did say on the record yeah. he didn't wasn't particularly keen on le- on him leaving, but yeah. I don't know whether that was Marco just because. Bear in mind the talk of me. We haven't mentioned somebody like say Chiang Tosin here, have we? For example, he's a saleable asset, though. Isn't yeah, he's a saleable asset. Um, so I was, I was rather. Oh, well, I would like to think that would be part of the discussion. I, I'd, I'd seen there's absolutely no reason at all why that shouldn't be. A, you know, one one scenario you want to take forward. Somebody's some respects might 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 sort of fit in with with silver style um more so than chank um yeah i i think that that's not the that's not the worst scenario which is paying money for somebody who's not doing anything mm. <laughs> you know and you know paying yeah. you know yeah, and the thing so you could say in there that if we send him out on loan you know it's unlikely that the club would pay all of his wages so we're yeah. still paying some and we're getting Nothing, absolutely, absolutely absolutely nothing, nothing from it. Absolutely nothing. And, and that's the thing. And I mean, we've got a lot, we've said before we come on, come on air, Phil, that, you know, we have a look at like our roster of players. We've got a lot of players who are not anywhere near the first team. We've still got two, three years left on the contract. I mean, mm. Bessic has got two years left on his contract. People will be amazed. Which, which will take him up to seven years at Goodison. I think he's played 50 games. You know, um, you know, we've got, and McCarthy's slightly different. He's got a year, but we've got, say, belassi has got two years. Um, Schneider's got two years. Walcott's got two years, I think. Chang's got two years. Sanzo's got two years. So you've got players there who are not necessarily contributing collectively to the first team. You've still got a lot of... We've got a lot of money contractually obliged to pay for them. Uh, and so it makes sense for us to try and, try and offload some of them, but it's going to be very difficult. But going back to Sanzo, yes. Mm. I, you know... <laughs> There was a lot of people who know a lot more about Spanish football than us who thought that he was a bit of a steal. Yes, uh, and um, I'm just so there's obviously a player there. It's not like somebody like Nias mm. who who actually didn't really have much of a pedigree, as it were. Yes. Or, yeah. Okay, he played okay in Russia. He got a few goals. We know what sometimes what you know, Sanzo's played for Barcelona. He's he's been a decent striker in. In Spain, so he has got a bit of a pedigree. Yeah. You know, he has been looked on as a promising player at a young age. So the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm now talking myself back into what you're saying. You know, is actually. I'm not, I'm not if, saying this yeah. is definitely though. I'm just no, saying no, it's an idea yeah. that we that perhaps needs to be given some thought. Thoughts, yeah, absolutely. And what have we got to lose? No, absolutely nothing. You know, two years of him not playing. What you know, at the club for twelve months. Scores one goal, doesn't get a look in, frozen out. Second year, sent on loan, doesn't do anything. So what? What's you know? Yeah. What's to lose in that regard? Yeah, and um, and and everybody loses there. So I, I, I'm thinking about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Of course, because the flip side is, and you sorry, you may have just been thinking of saying that. 
Is there a, a danger that you bring back into the fold a player who's going to probably spend the majority of the time on the periphery, isn't necessarily going to get a look in, but they're trying, you know, the club and Silver trying to coach and, and get better and, and rebuild confidence. Is there a concern that having that type of player is a sort of destabilising effect potentially on a squad as 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 tight as Marco wants? He wants two players for every outfield yeah. position. You want, you know, they're not looking at a big squad. It's a very streamlined squad. I mean, is that a worry potentially about having that that influence come back in? Not in, in terms of um, disrupting the squad, because um, you you would imagine that Tosin would be leaving this summer. I, I can't imagine he's particularly happy with his own lack of game time, so it'd almost be like for like with that. But would would Evertonians see that as being enough? Um, rightly so. Dominic Calvert Lewin keeps getting rave reviews for his. He's all round game, but at, at some point he's going to have to score more goals. So if you had him and Sandro's hardly scored do, for do, two years, the emphasis would be on to get another, another striker at that point. Yeah, wouldn't it? yeah. Because um, like Gav said, there is there is a player there, more or less a one in two strike rate at that last year at Malaga, was it before mm. he came to Everton and uh, was a promising player for the Spain under twenty one. So. You'd, you'd hope that Sandro was hit rock bottom and the, the only way's up for him at, at, at this point, but whether that's uh, Everton or not, you know, I've, I've got reservations. I suspect not, but uh, yeah, been, there's been more dramatic rehabilitations. Alex and Yarko coming back after a few years in the cold. So, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. look, I mean, yeah. look and, and, and it's not a, a, a necessarily a like-for-like comparison, but how many of us, if we were staunch betting men, would have said, you know, mid mid winter, Morgan Schneiderlin's done. His career's over at Everton. He's he's no longer going to be in the first team. Yeah, he's finished the team. He's finished the season in the team. Yeah. So if Marco believes in a player, as he has said from word go about Schneiderlin, is there not that same principle you could apply potential? I say potentially to Sandro. Yeah, you've got to put the hard work in though, haven't you? As well. well. Yes, I mean, yes. And uh, I think going back to the point, it works the other way, doesn't it? But we're talking about bringing back Ramirez, mm. but it also the thing about you don't want players on big money on the sidelines upsetting the squad equilibrium dude as well. That, that's the other the other thing. I think Brands has spoken about that in the past, if I recall. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's an option, isn't it? Sans hope. It's definitely an option. And I think it's something that we need to, to consider because I think he's gone. He, he's slightly different, isn't he, to Morales, who's only got a year left on his contract. And yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, you know. Perhaps there won't be an incentive, same incentive for us there. Um, but I think Sanzo, I think he he maybe there's a bit of a chink of a chink of light there. But we're obliged to, aren't we? He's an asset. He's our asset. Yes. He's, he's, he's so a very expensive forget, asset. Yeah, yeah. So we've got to make the most of him. Yeah. If you've, you know, and that, that's the thing. You can't just let him loss away and the other under 23 game and now and again you know intriguing to know just where it went wrong this year for him we all saw him last season and it was a bit like a deer in the headlights in, in, in English football but just going back to the league he knows and sort of mm. struggled so badly I just wonder is it all just his confidence is shot or is there more to it it's, it's, it's perplexing really yeah. the, the other thing I'd say about him as well is he'd be joining a different team and a different club than what he was under the in the, the the three months under Cumin and whatever it yeah. was, which was obviously we all know that was a very difficult time and it was a bit combustible, wasn't it? Both on and off the pits, he'd be joining, I think, a better coach and a more settled, settled club. 
and that might actually be to his benefit. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Royal Blue Podcast. One of the things he may have not seemed to say this is wasn't that naturally a great time to be mm. joining a yeah. club when you know that that sort of August to October time under yeah. Coombe. And, and again, to, I'm, I'm not trying to talk myself out of my own column, but in the interest of balance, Sandra would also be returning to a squad where standards have risen. Yeah, absolutely. So the expectation he may have had of getting in the team has just gone up several notches, probably. Yeah. Um, and given what Marco looks for in centre forwards, would he have to look as a, a, a wide position, one of the wide three, more of an opportunity to get in the team rather yeah. than as, as the number nine? Yeah, this is where it would have been handy if we'd have been in Europe, wouldn't it? Yes. Of course, he's only goal came in Europe. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And I don't think he plays again after that, is he? Yeah. Is if we had if we had Europa League next year, some of this conversation disappears, doesn't it? Because A, we would have needed a larger squad, and B, because Europa League money, we would have had the money to pay for him. Indeed. To some of them, you know, whatever it's worth, twenty yes, million quid add, or add something like that. Players, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that's that's one of the the damaging things about the the, the Europa League. We need to uh, factor in here. Indeed, interesting uh, debate. Thank you very much for that, chaps. We move on now. Slightly, same topic, same issue, uh, different player and a, a player at different ends of the spectrum. Um, reports today, and I, I verify un, unconfirmed reports, suggesting that um, Adam Ola-Luckman is actually for sale uh, and that Southampton, uh, with their manager, Ralph Hassenhuttle, uh, keen to be reunited with a player um, he had at RB Leipzig. Would you sell Luckman? It seems like we're transporting ourselves... 12 months back and, you know, the same situation, you know, about Ademola's future. Um, as I say, reports today suggesting that he is actually now up for sale. Um, would I sell Luchman? Yeah. Would I, well, well, I suppose, but put it this way, if he was sold, there wouldn't be crying my eyes out. Uh, he's a bit of a strange career, Luchman, isn't he? He scored that goal on debut quite early on, was yeah. he? Yeah. Um, and I, I thought he was a cracking player. And when you, you, know, when you first see somebody, you think, oh, yeah, he's, he's good him. And uh, then all of a sudden it went a bit stale and there was already, even in the summer of 2017, there was rumours that all was not well. Uh, and that there was, you know, behind the scenes and, and there was stuff. And, and so, so that's sort of carried on since then. And obviously he went on the, the loan last year and there's been murmurs and he's coming, he's been on the periphery. He's not really done enough. It was the two arguments, he's not really done enough when he's been in the team. But at the same time, I think there's, there's been occasions where he could justifiably say, well, I should be playing compared to some of the other players yeah, in the first absolutely. team. So there's two sides to that coin. Um, he, he's been at the club two and a half years now, isn't he? If you're, you, he's, and he's, what, 22, is he? Something like that. Mm. If you've been, a, you've, you're 22, being a Premier League club two and a half years, and you're not getting anywhere near the first team, then you've got to look at your options. And he is a saleable asset. There will be incest in him. And Absolutely, I think it would, yeah. it would be probably in the best interest of everybody if he, if he was moved moved on, uh, and you know, on four, and I, that would be sad, I think, because I, I did like him and he produced that goal on debut. But his feelings yeah. on on if you know if that was to come to pass and Adam O'Luckman was actually for sale. Yeah, I think there's been a lot less fuss kicked up about much better players. The thing with Luckman is, uh, um, it's all about what he could become. Um, as we said, 
goal on his debut, exciting young English talent. Evertonians didn't like the idea of giving up too soon on somebody um, like that. They'd seen other players go to the Bundesliga, the likes of Jaden Sancho, and really come good. So mm. it was the thought of what Everton might lose out, yet another young Englishman going to Germany to ply his trade. But he's been back for, for the year now, playing under a coach who would probably much more suit his um, style of play than the, the predecessors. And we keep hearing how Marco's monitoring him in, in, in training and keeping a, a keen eye on him and hasn't been given that many opportunities. So the manager obviously doesn't um, fancy him that much to trust him in such situations. So, yeah, I think it's it's the feeling that you don't want to give up on a young English talent too soon, but he, he has been given that chance now and perhaps he just isn't consistent enough for Everton at, the, at this time. And unlike some of those other players, could command a decent fee because I imagine Leipzig would have paid um, good money last year. It wasn't enough of what enough to turn Everton's heads at that at that point, but um, you'd be hoping for good money, though, if, if, you, if you did go. And, and by that, I would mean somewhere north of 20 million, you'd mm. hope. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see where he plays Southampton as well, wouldn't it? Like Redmond's, haven't he? And, of course. Um, Redmond's, you know, yeah. in the probably... In the second half of his career, perhaps should we say, isn't he more than yeah. Luckman? Um, you think you're yeah. north of twenty? Do you think? I, I think yeah, you'd be you'd be one that you'd be if you get that money for somebody who's played relatively little for you over the course of a season. I think that would be a result, but quite quite uh, quite sad. His career, we always say this too about Luckman. His career went downhill after the Middlesbrough away game, wasn't it? Did it? yeah, very much so. Tough love from think Cumin and, 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 and I don't think it, yeah, yeah. I think um, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I wouldn't mind when I said wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't be against it. Certainly on the theme then of of, of potentially recouping money in transfer fees, it was going to be the the final part of today's po- podcast. But it feels appropriate that we jump to it now. Um, our colleague Sam Carroll this week playing fantasy football a little bit and uh, suggesting what figures and fees the Blues could. Uh, recoup if certain players were sold. I'm going to put them to the lads and see what they think, whether they think he's on the mark or off the mark. Um, <laughs> Sam pontificating that if we sold Morgan Schneiderlin, we could get £15 million. Pounds. The price is like this, isn't it? Um, no. No, I don't think so, because of his wages. You wouldn't expect that much? No. Because if he's, if he's earning, say, £5 million quid a year and you want to sell him, Somebody said, well, if we can't give you the transfer fee, we'll just take him off the, uh, the books. I can't see anybody paying 15 million and then paying Morgan 5 million mm. a year at 29. It would be, to, to pay his wages, there would have to be quite a very relatively small transfer fee. Uh, he's probably worth 15 million pounds as a player, but mm. not 15 million pounds on 90, 90 grand In a week. Market, yeah. Yeah. yeah, because given the, the clubs, uh, I would imagine that the most likely... Um, destination for him would be going back to France and I don't think that sort of money swishes around yeah yeah um, PSG of course it does and um, like the Monaco even someone like Marseille but other than them I don't think it would so unless unless Morgan's going to uh, China I don't think um, (laughs) of course he's going to get in that sort of fee Um, the next on Sam's list Umani asks 12 months left on his contract this summer 5 million pounds which would be almost a a third less and we paid for him, wouldn't it? Yeah, but in accounting terms, he'd probably make a profit on that, wouldn't he? Because his, his value's depreciated, hasn't it, um, over three years. I think, you might, you'd just be looking to to get rid, wouldn't you, with all due respect to him? Mm. Just, you know, any, any money would be 
appreciate as a transfer fee, but you just want them off the uh, off the wage bill. You know, and in terms of on a non-financial point of view, it, it's almost like Nias's transfer saga, if you like, it's been on running for it'll be two and a half years now, will it be since since Martinez got sacked? Yeah, it feels like it, three. It, surely, yeah. so well, three yeah. years, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It almost feels like surely everybody involved just wants a resolution. Surely he must be sick of being told he's not in plans and then being shipped out on loan and then that club not wanting him and then coming back and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Surely for everybody, right. He's got a year left, I think, Nias, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, he's, he's just been a... His career's been... I've always been a permanent transfer deadline day, hasn't he? Well, really? It is a permanent really transfer left, window, as you say. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I just think, yes, I would not be object if he just left on a, on a free and we just got him off the wage bill. Mm. And say, thanks very much, mate. You've been nominal fee. Nominal yeah. fee. You've been, you know, there's been occasions where you've been really, really valuable to us. And he he was last year. You know, um, you know, until maybe February. Scored some really important goals for us. Thanks. And you know, you're obviously a good lad. Um, you know, but thanks, but you know, time for you to go. Yeah. Bees one on Sam's list and must stress before anybody um phones in or emails in. Sam is not saying that we will sell Idris a guy, but he's suggesting you know, a player who wants to leave in January and offers could come in. Sam um, has put a £40 million uh, transfer tag on the back of uh, the midfield Dynamo's back. 29, not playing as well as ever. That's the thing, isn't it? Because back in January, the the, the feeling was everyone rates Adrissa Gay, but they, um, perhaps because he was, you know, approaching 30 and you wouldn't get another chance like this uh, uh, any sort of money like 30 million or whatever would have been good money so but and those five months since he's been he's been terrific like I said not just knuckling down and being professional but actually playing really well and sharing the player of the year trophy at the, at the club so yeah um, why, why not um, he's, he's, he's would you it's accept forty million? Um, yeah, probably. I, I probably, right. I probably would. Um, I think that's a fair price because the teams who would likely to come in for him would be teams who can afford that. You know, if it's Paris Saint Germain again, or we even heard whispers about Manchester City. These mm. these teams aren't short of a, <laughs> a, few, a few bob, despite what they they might like to try and um, make you think. Um, yeah, um, I th- I think that'd be. Fair enough. If somebody offered, it's not like Everton need the money at all. But I think, given that uh, you know he stayed on and was professional, I think everyone would like to see Adrissa stay and sign a new contract. But if, if he makes it clear that you know there, there are suitors out there and he, and he does want to move on, then I think that would be a fair price. Gav, would you accept forty million for, yeah. for Adrissa? Yeah, at twenty nine, definitely. Um, I've really impressed with him since January. Um, he'd go down at 40 million he'd go down as one of our most valuable sales wouldn't he high price sales behind Rom Stones anybody else well yeah in terms of like yeah. if you consider his age as well Rom, Rom, Rom and John Stones are sort of their peak years ahead of him you know yeah. just a gone okay could be argued and this is why the argument for the sale is that his peak years are behind him mm. at 29 uh, though Fernandino's what 30, 31 is he something like that um, yeah I, I again I think uh, I really appreciate what he brings to the team, but I think £40 million will give you an opportunity to revamp the midfield so we are 
far better. We got a far better starting eleven. Um, I think I'd use that money to buy a box to box midfielder who can create in the um, in the opposition penalty area. Um, and it, it has been really, really well received as performances since January, hasn't it? I, I'd like to know what the conversation was in January with him. Yeah. So you think of the conversation was, listen, just we can't let you go in January, we can go in the summer. Mm. So therefore, the incentive for him is to carry, uh, carry on playing. Yeah, yeah, that may be that or may be the conversation, been given, as has been suggested, but not not confirmed that he's been given the assurance that those offers will remain and that clubs yeah. will still come back in for him in the summer. Yeah, and so he's, so he has it's in his own best interests to uh, to play well. He's just taking it up a notch, though, hasn't he? Yeah, well, that's the thing; he's not maintained his level of performance. He's actually taken up up a notch, as you say, um, but that's reflected of the, the the team as a whole as well. But no, fair play to him. I think he's been excellent since January. But you know what I would say about this, fellas? Like, if, if you're a manager and you start, you get a new job and you're, say, on a four-year contract, you look at the ages of the players who were, who were, who were there in your team at the time and you you add four years onto their age and you think, how, how old are they going to be when I finish my contract? So in, in some of the likes of this again, okay, when Silver finishes, he's going to be, what, 32? Or whatever. And he's not going to be playing for Silver probably at 32. No. So if you if you silver said he'd be one of the players who if we get a good offer, I'd want to sell to bring in somebody younger who fits in with the, the brands and silver recruitment uh, strategy. Um, and everybody everyone's a winner then, aren't they? Absolutely. Okay, last two on this um, before we uh, we t- we wrap up. Um, obviously, we're aware that Everton have put a twenty million pound valuation on Jenk Tosin's head bees, but mm-hmm. is that realistic? Can we get twenty million quid for Jenk? Possibly not, no, because um, did he pay 25, something like that? Around that, yeah. Um, and um, he's, he's struggled, hasn't he, on, in the hole, not been the player they were hoping to get because he, if you look at his style of play, he's a finisher, but he's not got um, great legs to, to carry him around. So, if, And if he's not scoring goals, well, he, he's not actually contributing a, a great deal amount to um, the team's been very professional you know he's not really moaned during this period but I imagine he is very frustrated you'd think that going back to Turkey and not generalising too much you know so some of these Turkish clubs um, like to do business it might be on the never never or on long term loan for, do you think did Yobel go to Turkey for a couple he of did, years yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah I, I, I'd imagine it'd be closer to 15 rather than 20 if, if, if Everton are lucky even to get that. I think he would stay in the Premier League in terms of, I'm sure he would want to stay in the Premier League and has, has alluded to that as much, but you think there's an opportunity at another club in the Premier League who would want to pay 15 million upwards for Jenk Tosin, somebody who can, you know, he came into us, uh, you know, listen, we were a struggling team last season, yeah. came in, first season in England, scored what, six six league goals in 10 or 11 Premier League starts. Big goals as well. Yeah. Um, is he is he a type of striker that would flourish in the Premier League these days? Very few of them are out, isn't it? Mitrovic or Fulham would be one of them, wouldn't he? You know, like he was big, physical. Mm. You know, maybe don't work. You know, you know, maybe work right across the front. Um, I, I wouldn't think he would be on the radar of other other Premier League clubs. To be fair, for the simple reason I just don't think he's the type of striker that Premier League teams go for. Uh, so that naturally reduces the yeah the I, I think so um, I think he's probably again like if he goes back 
to Turkey. A lot of this is all it becomes like a like a sort of chess game, this doesn't it? Jigsaw puzzle because it would depend on how much we paid off. Mm. But the fee we get in will mm. depends on how much we've we paid already on our fee, and there's all sorts of, of deals course. within that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like you know, um, so I think um, sometimes, but the fee that people pay is not necessarily what the value is. You know, no. they, they might say, "Well, wait, you know, we've sold them back." Say, to, we had them from Besiktas, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, selling back for a fee, but might. So it's all a bit, bit of a much. Um, well, very much a complicated thing. And with Chris, though, all things considered, something 20 would be a, a, a fee we could realistically get for somebody who is, what, 27? Yeah, yeah, so I'd, I would say 10 to 15 probably uh, would be my uh, my guess. Okay, last one and probably the most difficult one because not one of us has seen him in the flesh. Hmm. Henry Onyakuru say we couldn't get a work permit or we could get a work permit but decided he wasn't part of the plans. How much is a young Nigerian forward? He's got a decent amount of goals yeah. in Turkey this season um, and has been a popular player for Galatasaray. Um, and obviously he's got a great record in Belgium. Um, how much is he worth? I think that work permit is the, is the key issue because <clears throat> if Everton can't get a work permit, well, other teams are going to exploit that. They, they not, well, they're going to have to send him out on loan. No option to it or sell him, sorry. Um, so it's almost like they've got a, a gun to Everton's heads there if, if, if Everton don't get the work permit. And I don't know if he's uh, how close he is to the criteria now, but I suspect he, he, could, he could still struggle. So therefore you might... Um, struggle to get a big fee for him. Yes, he, he's young and he's done reasonably well in in Turkey. So you'd certainly be looking at a profit on the, was it the seven million? I believe they mm. they paid for him. Hopefully, make a profit out of him. But um, whether it's going to be um, anything particularly more than that, I, I, I would guess. I don't know somewhere ten to twelve, maybe. Sam Carroll uh, suggests thirty-five. Wow. <laughs> he's a good uh, salesman, I mean, isn't he? I mean, I mean look, look obviously, yeah, yeah, Bees yeah. is, is right, though, isn't he? Because the work permit really kind of boosts the price or limits it, isn't it? Because if we can get a work permit for Henry yeah. Onikuru, but still decide, no, we don't want him, you've, we've still got an open market to mm. other, other leagues where he would have the same issue. If we don't, of course, get a work permit, as B says, we either have to loan him out again and hope we can get a work permit 12 months later or accept a lower transfer fee. Yeah. Do you, I mean, depends who's pay, paying his wages as well and mm. stuff and all that, doesn't it? I think, what What would you do? Say say we couldn't get a work permit, Gav, which is a distinct possibility. Do you loan him out again or do you sell him at a modest price to Galatasaray, for example? Okay, we loan him on again. Who gains then if we loan him? We just get him off the wage bill or get some of his wage off the wage bill. You think probably at this stage that well, you know, are you there's no him? guarantee he gets a work permit next, next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we, but if we sell him cheap, in inverted commas, this summer, if you can't get a work permit, are we potentially missing out on a player that was ours who has potential and we and we lose him? Yeah, that goes back to what we were talking about at the start, about needing money off off sales to, to generate income to, to buy players. And that could be an opportunity. This could be an opportunity to say, well, actually... We would rather have the money now mm. than than so you know because look except. at silver look at silver's <coughs> thing he's got like you know he, he's a manager so I might well say well I might not be here in two years time or well, a year yeah so I'd have the cash now yeah 
And I think for somebody who's not played, he's got no track record in this country. Okay, he's been reasonably successful abroad. He'd be one that I'd say, I'll just just sell him. And if you get like our money back, money back plus twenty five percent, that's a that's a result. Not thirty five million. <laughs> not thirty five. <laughs> you uh, you you, you uh, fall into a really interesting point there, Gav. Though Marco Silva, th- in theory, could go well. I'd rather have the money now because, as you say privately in brackets. I don't know if I'm going to be here at the end of my contract because of where football is. Yeah. Marcel Brands, who's thinking long-term, yeah. might have a different opinion. Well, that's the classic. you've got... That's the classic, sometimes conflicting um, strategies that are employed by a manager and director of football. Sometimes they they just go in the opposite direction, don't they? And there has to be a compromise, yeah. doesn't it? But this, that could be, you know, you could anticipate, you know, like the, all these conversations and players we're talking about was here. You could imagine that if if Marcel and, and Marco were sitting at the table now, um, they were saying, "Well, you you can let it. We'll let him go, but you can have him, Marco. We'll let him go." You know, <laughs> you can imagine take, yeah. that. That's what. That's ultimately what a lot of all this is about, isn't mm-hmm. it? Is is is? It's not as straightforward as saying no, yes, no, yes, no, yes. There has to be a compromise at some point between both parties, doesn't it? And that's how like all relationships work. And uh, it. He's a classic one, isn't he? Where the, the, the what the manager and director of football wants are in could be two completely diverse views potentially. Mm-hmm. Potentially, unless uh, they're both in agreement yeah. and watched him. And yeah, I would. Um, I would hazard a guess that he would be one that maybe will be sold. Maybe not for thirty-five million. <laughs> so it's, it's just sets up his own agency, Sam. <laughs> shouldn't yeah. he? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm sure uh, Onikuru's agent was uh, was yeah. delighted. To yeah, that. yeah. Of course, if Sam was in the room, I would fully agree with agree with him. You know, no, it was interesting yeah, piece yeah. and a bit of fantasy football this week, and yeah. potentially whatever could generate in sales, and that's been the theme of today's pod as we reflect on on potential outgoings and the significance of that this summer for Everton. Um, next week, we will flip the coin and and talk about transfer ins and wherever it needs to strengthen the importance of retaining Gomez and Zuma simply as Marco says to re- retain the level of this season uh, and then build upon that so we'll discuss the potential ins next week but today's been all about the outs and uh, thank you very much for listening thank you two chaps for your company much appreciated remember you can rate review and subscribe to us on Acast and the iTunes app so please do so all comments very much welcome and thank you very much you've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.